I mean, for frankly, as progressive as the NBA claims to be as a league, and for as cutting edge as their supporters promote them for being, and by the way, this coming from someone who was skeptical of the in-season tournament, and while I didn't watch any of it, it beat the traditional TV ratings of regular games. Of course you did. Uh, It beat the traditional ratings of games Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, and Friday nights. They don't yet have Saturday night primetime or Sunday mid-afternoon games. Uh, That will come once the NFL wraps up. But those other nights we mentioned, weeknights, it bludgeoned the ratings. So there is clear that the NBA is doing certain things correctly. But it doesn't mean they're not above a level of criticism. And the reason for bringing this up is I just can't help but think back. Whenever you see patterns of bad behavior that percolate and manifest over a period of time, I can't help but think back to Coach K and the somewhat pious attitude that he had at Duke. I get it. If you're a basketball aficionado and you love Coach K, you can't say anything about him at all. Twitter doesn't allow you to criticize him because he's the GOAT and therefore he's just above reproach and criticism. Or you can look at it factually and say, how the guy only won one national championship when Duke embraced the one-and-done era instead of more if he's the best of all time is worth considering scrutiny. And oh, by the way, his double-sided stance when it came to player antics or comes to, I guess came to since he's a former coach, but Coach K's double-sided stance on player antics. We've played this before, but it's worth bringing it up. Coach K referencing his interaction with, ironically enough, Dylan Brooks, yes, the aforementioned former Memphis Grizzly, current Houston Rocket, controversial star who finds his way into the Grayson Allen line of behavior. This is what Coach K had to say to Dylan Brooks after the March 2016 Sweet 16 game. Apparently after the game, Dylan said that you told him that he was too good of a player to be showing off at the end like that. I didn't say that. Oh, because he apparently said of you that you you were right. You can say whatever you want. Dylan Brooks is a hell of a player. I said, you're a terrific player. And you you can take whatever he said and then go with it. Ah, yes. Pious Coach K again, lecturing the media on how to do their job. But alas, here's the ironic part. He got upset at Dylan Brooks for his antics. And comparatively speaking, those antics weren't as bad as some of the things Grayson Allen did during his time at Duke. And I, yes, I continue to reference But Grayson Dylan Brooks Allen. kept doing them, and Grayson Allen hasn't. Well, well he Dylan Brooks, exactly. Dylan Brooks has done it. But, I mean, there's a whole podcast dedicated to Dylan Brooks's antics that Draymond Green got a lot of, got of uh, acclaim with. So, Just want to point that out. Well, worth pointing out, Trey, yes. And go back to the playoffs last year with Dylan Brooks. There's a reason he's on the Houston Rockets right now. Yes, because he couldn't shut up talking smack to LeBron James, and he got... Moved right out of Memphis because he didn't know how to keep his mouth shut against one of the best basketball players of all time. And therefore, he only fueled LeBron to help the Lakers summarily dispatch of Memphis in the postseason. And yet, Coach K was critical of Dylan Brooks. But when Coach K was asked about Grayson Allen at Duke, despite his many antics, he took a different approach. Look, he's, a, he's as good a competitor as there is in our in college basketball and we go the way he goes and I'm, I'm fine going the way he goes you know this kid has been a great great player for us and uh, oh, a warrior 
And uh, I'm, I'm proud as I can be to be his coach. You know, he embraces what we want in our program, academic All-American, All-American, warrior, tough kid. Coach K doing the opposite of ever, ever, ever calling out, criticizing, or reprimanding his own Grayson Allen, who continued with these antics at Duke and now into the NBA, similar to Draymond Green. Kicking guys, tripping them up, elbows and fists magically finding their way into other people's bodies. You know, it's kind of comical, the double-sided stance of Coach K and how he was critical of Dylan Brooks, but never critical of Grayson Allen. And I get it in Twitter or Xland or whatever it is where courage of the keyboard is allowed. You're never allowed to criticize Coach K because he's the goat in their eyes and therefore you just can't criticize him even though he lost plenty of games and had plenty of years where he could have won a national title or done other stuff. And don't get me wrong, Coach K is one of the best basketball players of all time. I just don't ever subscribe to the idea that people like that are above criticism, particularly Coach K and Grayson Allen, because if you remember Coach K in his defense of Grayson Allen, then it doesn't shock you that Allen's behavior continued. And it doesn't shock anybody that the way the NBA has treated Draymond Green and Steve Kerr, the Warriors coach, has treated Draymond Green. We're in the same spot in the NBA that Duke was in with Grayson Allen, where behavior continues to act up and you never get the sense that anybody around them, player included, has any level of remorse for the way they play or desire to correct their particular behavior. Grayson Allen, of course, had this to say after one of his many incidents at Duke. As a competitor, I want to win the game. I don't want to be the guy going home. So, um, you know, all the emotions kind of flooded in at that time. Do whatever it takes to win. Yep, Grayson Allen. And yes, it continued and continues where he's engaging in these type of behaviors. And why that's relevant is because the NBA's in the exact same spot right now. They're still waiting to make a decision on Draymond Green and how they reprimand him after this incident last night against Yusef, Yusef Nurisic of the Phoenix Suns. You, you got the first half right. Yusef Nurkic. Yusef Nurkic. Thank you, Trey. We're here to help, Ed. I appreciate it. But anyway, this incident that you... Gathered right last night from the broadcast on TNT. Oh, man. Well, that's going to be a flagrant. Yeah, and now sure. they're going to just try to decide if they think it was excessive. It's going to be at least a flagrant one. Could be a two. Which would be an ejection. Well, that is a swipe across the face. I'm going to guess they're going to get him for a two on this I, one. I think you're right, Coach. I think this may be the last of Draymond Green. We'll see. Players under review for a potential flagrant foul. And, of course, it was a flagrant foul that disqualified Draymond Green from the game. But we're in this boat because Draymond Green has a history, much like Grayson Allen at Duke, of kicking people, tripping people up, Elbows and fists magically finding their way into someone else's body in a rather intentional appearing manner over a repeated amount of time to where you don't believe it was a one-time fault, but rather a continual act of bad behavior. And yet again, in the case of 
Grayson Allen at Duke, Coach K tolerated it. That's why it never got better and still has kind of simmered in the NBA. Allen's not the superstar that Draymond Green is, so he's not going to get the same level of national attention for his antics without the Duke uniform as he would if he were wearing the Blue Devil, blue, white, and I guess in their cases of their uniform combinations, black as well. But you're allowed to percolate. I mean, I don't get why people are surprised that this is what Yusef Nurkic had to Nurkic, excuse me, Yusef Nurkic had to say about Draymond Green after last night. What's going on with him? I don't know. Personally, I feel like that brother needed help. You know, I'm glad he not tried to choke me, but at the same time, it nothing to do with basketball, man. Like I'm just out there trying to play basketball. You know, they're swinging. I think we saw that often, but um, hope he, you know, whatever he got in his life, get better. What's going on with him? I don't know. What's going on with him? I don't know. Hopefully, whatever he's got going in his life, he gets better. Do we going to hold our breath for that? I mean, again, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me third time, well, you can't fool me again. That's the old George W. Bush line. But the comical about that is this is where we've been before. We've seen this so often. You know, it's history repeating itself. If I allow my kids to continue to misbehave, around the house and at school, then why the heck am I shocked if they continue to misbehave? Well, it's the same thing in any organization. You're allowing the results and activity to take place. That's why we are in this spot with Draymond Green. I don't even think it's all that complicated, Trey, that we're in this spot. I think, if anything, it's kind of a joke that the NBA, progressive, all about handling their business, are actually not doing what's in the best interest of their overall players because... You know, players run the NBA and you can't criticize them. What player out there outside of some on the Golden State Warriors and what coach outside of Steve Kerr can really continue to defend the fact that Draymond Green is doing this? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you guys suspended in the playoffs last year because of this. Um, but it's like these one-game piddly suspensions. Or well, it fines. was five games last time when he choked out Rudy Gobert. Five games, exactly. But if, but, but you're not going to, what are you going to do? One. What are you going to do? Suspend him for, like, what are you going to do? Like, I mean, he played, like. Suspend him for longer. Get the point across. It's not, I mean, what are you going to do? Suspend him for, like, 20, like, give him a jaw suspension, 25 games? I mean. I mean, the NBA is afraid to, let's be honest. They're afraid to come down on the players because the players run that league to the point where nobody wants to challenge them. By the way, outside of. Portland saying, yeah, we're not going to trade you where you want, Dane. We're going to trade you where we get the best deal. Yeah, that's not—we don't need to bring that up. I'm sorry as a Miami Heat fan. But the the point of the matter is this is why they are with the NBA. Like, you can easily crack down on this behavior. It's just the systems get the behavior, and the NBA doesn't have any systems in place to stop this. Uh, They did with David Stern. I mean, I I still— Oh, 100% they did with David Stern. I still think, like, Adam Silver is probably— He's uh, too soft. He's too soft. He, let, he lets the players get what can they I, want. Can I finish my point? Yes. That's not yes, what my yes. point was. Okay, go ahead. My point is he's the, still the best commissioner in sports. And oh, I, my God. Get that out of here. It's not close. Oh, my gosh. Really? Over Roger Goodell, who's quadruple profits for the NFL? Yeah. Over Goodell, who's found a way to keep the product entertaining? I mean, NBA is getting in, is pretty entertaining. Oh, look, and, and I won't at all dispute that I mean, a lot of what what okay uh, well, we might done, not we, we might not disagree with that, but uh, he's nowhere close to uh, the bottom. Okay, uh, I mean there are there, a lot oh, wait, of those. And Rob then, Manfred. Then we got to go. Wait, nope, we're still going down. Ah, uh, it's still down. It's still down, Ed. 
We're still going down. Oh, now we're where Rod Manfred is. Okay. Hey, Rob, how you doing? Way to ruin my favorite sport. One of my favorite sports, yeah. So Rob Manfred's like, you know, I could run baseball better than Rob Manfred. By the way, I would say we could easily go on the NCAA, but nobody knows who the heck's in charge there. Charlie so. Baker. <laughs> uh, more He's like actually doing a better job than... Uh, previous people because he's actually like using common sense. Like, but, but more like Mike Slive is running the or not Mike Slive. Greg Sankey. Greg Sankey. Yes, SEC commissioner. You're, you're getting and Tony you're too old. Big Ten. Um, I am getting too old. Uh, but I, yeah. I'm not the only one who so, thinks this though, Trey. I know you're Come not the harder. only one. We've got feedback at Fast Lane Ed Lane, so that's. I'm not disagreeing with you that they need to go harder. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that. Some players, like, it's like Rasheed Wallace, I think is a good example. Like, some players don't change, are not going to change. And, you know, he's not going to get kicked out of the league. And, I'm not saying he should be. And I know you're not either. I'm just saying, like, if you let's say the next suspension is 15 games. That's, uh, that's a pretty good chunk, especially this part of the year. Because with how many games he's probably going to miss, he will not be considered for any awards. Which, he is a defensive player of the year candidate. He... He's been on all NBA teams, but let's just use that as the example because it's 65 games is the minimum. I mean, I think part of it is that the Warriors are in a place where they are not the Warriors anymore. They are clearly not one of the at least three best teams in the Western Conference, uh, whether that's you know with Denver, Los Angeles, and Minnesota. Um, you throw in... You know, you can throw in Phoenix, you can throw in Oklahoma City. All are probably better, right? Throw in Sacramento. All probably better than Golden State. All so, those are good points. So I'm just saying, I'm my point being, while we may disagree on how Adam Silver is running the NBA, which I think is is better than from most, a business, from a raw business standpoint, yeah, good, he's absolutely he's, doing a good he's job. He's not afraid it. to innovate. I don't, and I don't, i.e. the it, in-season tournament. It, it, it's just like Roger Goodell. The reason the NFL and the NBA are kicking Major League Baseball's ass is because they're not afraid to try stuff uh, and, and innovate. And, and whether from, it's, from a business sense, I don't at all dispute what you're saying. I'm just saying, even when other players are critical of this behavior, that that's the thing with me is, why in the world are you protecting Draymond Green when other NBA players have been on the wrong end of his antics and they are upset with it? I mean, at some point... Go if you're if you're Adam Silver, approach LeBron James. All right, take Steph Curry out because it's the same team. But approach LeBron James. Approach Giannis Antetokounmpo. Approach Nicole Jokic. Approach Kevin Durant of the Phoenix Suns. We might add teammates to Yusef Nurkic, and approach other players that are stars in this league and say how we should we handle this situation. It hasn't worked because again. If you're innovative and you praise some of the innovative strategy of Adam Silver, um, he's as collaborative as it gets when it, it comes to wanting to be on the same page as players. This is a clear problem, and it has got to be addressed. And I'm not the only one who thinks that. Like, it's not just me being anti-NBA, anti-player empowerment. But it's gone beyond that. Stephen A. obviously was passionate about it. He's as pro-player and pro-NBA as anybody that's out there. But we've had feedback that's come in. Les chimes in, Fastlane, Edlane, or Trey Lyle VT, by the way, if you want to share your thoughts with us. Guess they're waiting to announce games before 
the game tomorrow for Golden State. I personally would suspend Draymond Green indefinitely, but I'm guessing it's 15 games. Obviously, five in the playoffs didn't get the message across. Dude has issues, bro. I'm still mad that Carl Anthony Towns and the new kid in Minnesota didn't whoop his butt when this stuff happened last year. And, hey, again, stand up for yourself, yes, when it comes to Draymond Green. You can't do that. We cannot have a malice at the palace again. I I understand you can't. But if nobody else is going to police, that's the point. It's the same thing I said about Grayson Allen when he kept kicking and elbowing and punching and tripping people up at, at Duke. Well, okay, if that's the case, somebody's just going to wild out on him. And I, look, at that point, you brought it on yourself. And if you're the NBA, it's like officiating, Trey. When you're an official, you've got to step in and say, this is inexcusable. I'm going to nip this in the butt. The ACC, shocking. They didn't have the teeth to do it to Grayson Allen at Duke, nor did Coach K, the two-week, one-game suspension over the holidays, where it was about as big-looking and small in action as it could ever have potentially been. And that's why the NBA is in this spot. I, you know, I'm with less. You know, maybe you call me old school, but five games in the playoffs didn't get the message across. At some point, the point of the punishment is to deter you from committing the crime. I say this again. This is parenting, and my kids are only five. But I'm gonna tell them, look, this I, we, we go through this all the time. My objective, it may come across as harsh, but it's to get the point across. And my job as a leader is to make sure we get the point across. If you don't like how I do it, at some point. I got a lead, and if you don't like me, that's cool. And I think Adam Silver is so focused on being liked that sometimes being respected isn't enough. And this is a, you mentioned it earlier, Trey, but take the page out of the David Stern playbook as well. Shannon chimes in. He's even harsher. Shannon adds, suspend him for 30 games, Draymond Green, because it's not the first time. And after that, it should be a year. Again, some may call it too harsh. Trey certainly might. But... He's had so many times where warnings haven't gotten it done, one-game suspensions haven't gotten it done, five games in the playoffs, meaningful games, might I add, that hasn't gotten the point across. Well, look, you've given him chances doing it the soft parenting way. I say this again to, to my, in my house all the time. We've tried the new age soft parenting tactics with my kids, and if it works, it works. But if I have to get a little bit more teeth behind the punishment, so to speak, and I'm not saying physical, but if I'm having to say, all right, we're going to start taking things away for a longer period of time, TV time, screen time, treats, desserts, things like that. I got a job to do. I mean, you don't have to like me, but you'll respect me down the road and we'll eventually get to that point. And that's where the NBA is. They've tried the nice parenting with Draymond Green. It ain't working. At some point, you got to go above and beyond. Much like you need to go above and beyond for those on your shopping list this holiday season. And the place to go, of course, Insane Radio Deals. Dot com. The 2468 Who Do We Appreciate sale is going on right now. 20% off Yamada Japanese Barbecue. Wonderful Japanese barbecue experience behind the Graves Mill Center in Forest. 40% off BNC Sports, Lynchburg or Roanoke store. Any Sequest of Lynchburg experience and Fleet Feet Roanoke gift cards. And you can use those, by the way, at fleetfeet.com online. So you've got another outlet if you want to get the gift cards and then just shop from the comfort of your own home. They wait for you as well at InsaneRadioDeals.com. But of course, that's not all. 60% off Botetot Golf and Swim Club Greens fees based on availability and Aquatrek Adventures experiences. And 80% off club memberships for a year at acfred.com. Crosswhite Athletic Club, individual couple and family memberships for three months and the Lotus Beauty Bar. All now for you while supplies last at InsaneRadioDeals.com. Now to other topics we get to address in the Fast Five at Five-ish. 
It's time for the Fast Five at Five-ish. Five fast-paced, quick-witted things you need to know right now. Number five. Liberty defensive back Preston Hodge entering the transfer portal. He began his Liberty career at safety before switching to cornerback. And this past year was one of the better defensive players at Liberty. 48 tackles, three tackles for loss, a forced fumble, a couple of interceptions as well. Had some big games, especially in midweek action, midweek on the mountain for Liberty. Did Preston Hodge. Um, this, this is just the classic case, I think, of a guy sensing an opportunity to transfer up. And you know my stance. I don't fault guys for doing that. Liberty, for a Group of Five program, they've got as strong of a collective as you will imagine. And we'll get into that more in about five minutes with Chad Hassan from acfred.com. But Liberty's got a strong collective. But there are certain positions that are clearly valued more than others. Quarterbacks, more on that momentarily. Offensive and defensive linemen, skilled wide receivers, and skilled defensive backs. Those are, there is a major premium placed on those positions, and that's why I could easily see this be a call-up scenario for a guy like Grayson McCall. Number four. Excuse me, like a guy like Preston Hodge, who got the call-up from Liberty, potentially to a bigger program in the transfer portal for more in the more words of Kenny Powers. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. But speaking of Grayson McCall, Trey, the dream might be coming a reality. It is a reality. On 3 Sports was the first to report this. He confirmed it. Grayson McCall has confirmed it. He is going from the redneck Riviera of Myrtle Beach to one of the quote-unquote more redneck teams in the ACC, the NC State Wolfpack. I love this move. I love the passion of NC State fans. Love the fact that Grayson McCall's personality, a little bit wild, a little bit unabashed and unapologetic, fits with NC State. You know, by the way, during his five-year college career, 10,000 yards passing, 106 touchdowns, and just 14 interceptions. Again, I've been as skeptical as any of Dr. Bob, Robert, and I in certain spots, but the guy does know how to make things happen for quarterbacks in a lot of cases. This is a very good move for Grayson McCall, and it adds some spice to NC State as well. Speaking of valued players in the transfer portal, number three. All four veteran wide receivers for the Virginia Tech Hokies announced simultaneously last night that they will return and be back in 2024. Steven Gosnell, who had the big game against UVA, Daquan Felton, Jalen, the more athletic lane, and Ali Jennings, who was injured after the first game or in the first game against ODU and never came back. Shows again the value of having a healthy NIL collective from Virginia Tech because, yes, a couple of those guys have already transferred in and as grad transfers, they could be eligible to go, and it's even easier now, more on that momentarily, but... For Virginia Tech, it speaks to the health of their program with those players, all four of them coming back. This has a chance to be a really good Virginia Tech team. If the O-line can continue growing as they did over the second half of the season, you've got a quarterback and Kyron Drones coming back. You have your best pass catchers all returning. They don't use the tight end a lot, so the Daquan Wright transfer, while bad, is not insurmountable. And even if Tootin leaves, Virginia Tech... They only use a couple of running backs, and that is a more replaceable position. So I think Virginia Tech looking very good for next year to have a special run in the ACC. Number two. Speaking of transfers in the NCAA, the NCAA saying, according to Yahoo Sports, that it will not prevent multi-time transferring athletes from playing immediately. This according to Yahoo Sports. As a fan, I don't like this. Trey, you wanted to add something? Well, this was after a... Were you going to mention the court case today? Uh, yes, the court case that's come out today that basically 
in the April reason why they, they yeah the NCAA say, basically jumped the court case a TRO for the fourteen it's temporary basically restraining order for fourteen days allowing players to transfer and be immediately eligible the second time the second time I don't like it because it only enhances the free agency level to college athletics but Trey you hit the nail on the head of the legalities to this that's the reason why the NCAA jumped out on this particular ruling without any kind of continual collectively bargained structure in place it's hard to enforce the NCAA's rules mitigating transfers from a business decision and we have seen more than ever both in terms of the courts and how the sport is operated the NCAA and college sports are more of a business than they've ever been before and number one on the fast five at five a slew of moves have come down today in NASCAR. Joe Gibbs Racing announcing that Sheldon Creed and Chandler Smith will join the Xfinity Series program and drive the number 18 Creed and 81 Smith full-time next year. Meanwhile, the number 20 will be split between John Hunter Nemechek, who's getting the full ride with new Toyota Team Legacy Motor Club, and Eric Almarola, who is going to a part-time role after being at Stuart Ice Racing for a while. Almarola and Nemechek going to drive together in the 20, and the 19 car will feature William Sawalich, Taylor Gray, and Joe Graff Jr., who are developmental drivers, along with Ryan Truex Jr. Uh, excuse me, Ryan Truex. Um, by and large, this is a stacked organization in the Xfinity Series. But there's one thing that's really missing from this. No, it's not the fact that Ryan Truex would be a wonderful driver to have a full-time ride. Where's Ty Gibbs? Where's the opportunity now for Trey to make a patented comment about my weekend projections and our votes of confidence? Are you okay? Can you do it for all time's sake? Well, we don't have a race yet, but do you think Ty Gibbs is going to sweep the weekend? Yes, very much so. Unfortunately, uh, You know what I can't ask you? What? When he does it, I can ask you if John Hunter Nemechek will sweep the weekend. I know that's not as much. But don't worry. I can still I can still say to you, do you think Ty Gibbs will get his first win? Yes. That is one that we will be going after a lot this year. Sneak peek, of course. Meanwhile, speaking of Eric Almirola, he's going part-time to Joe Gibbs Racing. Noah Gregson going to fill that car on a full-time basis for Stuart Haas. Here's the thing. Stuart Haas, I think, is in a spot where... They almost are compelled to have to roll the dice on a character question like Noah Gregson, who's had his different levels of outbursts and, of course, the controversial liking of that social media post that got him the boot in a ride that he was probably going to get booted from anyway with Legacy Motor Club earlier this year. Stuart Oss Racing has appeared disorganized at times. Kevin Arvick has kind of masked the issues that organization has had on the whole. So I get why they're rolling the dice with Noah Gregson. And when you're in a pickle you kind of take those characteristics in a spot where you might normally do that speaking of by the way changes Trackhouse adding Shane Van Gidsbergen in addition to seven cup races in 2024 full-time in the Xfinity series in the number 97 that announcement was made in conjunction with the release that there is a new full-time sponsor they're not paying us so we're not mentioning their name but they will be part of that Trackhouse organization Dude, I'm excited man the Xfinity series is going to be loaded again again if you're a fan and of you, quality and racing? Of oh, quali- watch yes. the Xfinity Series. Phenomenal. It's better. It's, I mean, I think it's better than Cup Series. Of course, we talk yeah. Cup because people know that more and the bigger names. But Xfinity, I think for pound for pound, is the best racing organization. And today, further solidified that. And there is your Fast Five at five When we return in the Fast Lane, the impact of the Liberty Flames football season on the NIL Collective and what it's been like to follow it. Chad Hassan, a CofRed.com contributor and also with the Flame Ri- Flames Rising Collective, slated to join us next here in the Fastlane.